even when I'm down. Got my head in the clouds and my feet on the ground. I got big dreams, gonna make them true. Yeah, we got big dreams in the Genius Lab. And we are going to make them true. I'm so excited that you're here today and appreciate you listening to my podcast. This is Toby Christensen here from the Genius Lab studio. And, uh, you know, we finally made the big jump. We, I create, we created a website. Uh, my webmaster, Kirk Vandenberg from Positive Produ- uh, Projections, is an amazing uh, webmaster and... Uh, he rocked a really cool thegeniuslabstudio.com. So check it out. And that's where I'm doing this podcast. That's where I do all of my song recording. That's where we work with the Hear the Hope people and all the music stuff that goes on happens in the Genius Lab studio. Now we're official. So today, okay, so that actually ties into our theme of today because it required a change. Uh, I've been doing this for about 10 years now and had various uh, evolutions of of quality uh, in the studio. Now that we've got top of the line gear and uh, CJ and I have a a good working relationship, I track, he mixes, life is good, and uh, we kick butt and take names. Now it's time for a change. And I got to tell you that, that sometimes change is really scary. Because what if we put it out there? What if I put the Genius Lab Studios out there and nobody comes? Or what if somebody comes and says, God, this is not nearly as good as, you know, whoever or whatever. And, and you know, so I think about those things. And, um, but the, th- this really got me to thinking about a, a section of my book, Release Your Shit and Reclaim Your Power, that's called Moving Into the New You. And um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about change, transformation. We're going to look at, at moving into the new you. So when you look into a new you, when you sign up for that workshop or when you sign up for that coaching or whatever it is that, you're, that you think you need to, to go from where you are to where you want to be, it can be really scary because it requires change. It requires transformation. So there's two, kind, two kinds of people, generally. One kind of person looks at change as a threat. It's a threat to who they are, all the things they've done their whole life, okay? Their value as a human being. And, and it means to admit that they need change because there has been some kind of error. And, and, and it's not necessarily true, but it's how they, how they feel. Um. Sometimes it's in one area of your life. Sometimes it's like your whole life. And there's a song called Rockstar by Nickelback, and they talk about, uh, you know, I feel like I'm at the bottom of the ninth and I'm never going to win. And, and I, there's been times in my life where I felt, I felt that way, like, like the whole thing's just messed up. But uh, then there's the other kind of people, and these are the kind of people that look at, at change as a challenge. And they're the ones that like step up, like bring it the heck on, you know, bring it on. I'm ready. And, uh, and they're actually motivated by seeing things in their lives that aren't the way that they want it to be. Okay. And, and so that they have clarity on how they want to move forward. And moving forward means getting more of what they want. And they're like, hell yes, let's go for it. So, so which one are you? 
do you see change as a threat and and or do you see it as a as a challenge I find and have found in the last 25 years of working with people that most people who see change as a threat usually have really strict upbringings where there's a lot of rules and regulations, where there is a definite line between right, wrong, good, bad. It's kind of kind of military, not that all military people are this way, but generally there's like, these are the rules, you either follow them, you're either with me or against me. You know, they're very... Uh, I remember back when I was uh, when I was a uh, uh, an evangelical music. Uh, I, I used to <laughs> travel around the country, United States and Canada, with a, uh, a gospel rock and roll band. And I remember meeting people and and challenging their viewpoints on on something. And and they would look at me and they would say, "God says it. I believe it. That does it." <laughs> I'm like. Okay, never mind, because I'd always ask for some kind of historical data, uh, some kind of, of proof of their theological uh, opinion, and uh, then I'd get criticized because I didn't have the faith to just blindly accept. I don't operate that way. Anyway, I find that people who find change as a threat are these kind of people because they've been told this is right, this is wrong, this is good, this is bad, and any alteration from that is against your nature or against God or against the rules or whatever, and everything's painted black and white, good, bad, right, wrong, and so change is a threat. So the people who see change as a challenge are usually people who have had more freedom and support and love and affirmation um, of their self-worth, okay? These are people who aren't afraid to um, color out of the box. They're the innovators. They're the ones that break the rules to find new, better ways of doing things. I remember um, my stepson, Adam, uh, when I was raising him, we went to my parents' house, and my parents were definitely good, bad, right, wrong kind of people. And uh, I remember my mom asked Adam, well, Adam, would you like some ice cream? And he said, yes, I would love some ice cream, thank you. And she said, well, would you like vanilla or chocolate? He said, would you happen to have any raspberry sherbet? Now, my dad loved raspberry sherbet and had some, but it was just a small container. And of course, the raspberry sherbet was much more expensive than the cheap ass ice cream that my mom bought. <laughs> so my mom looked at me like, how dare he? And I'm like, hey, this kid knows what he wants and he asked for what he wants. And my mom, of course, lied to him and said, I'm sorry, we don't have that flavor. And he said, okay, I'll have vanilla then. I mean, he was fine with it. But the thing that I liked about Adam was that he asked for what he wanted, even when it wasn't an option. You know, sometimes when we approach a problem or a situation, we come at it from a limited perspective. And sometimes when we meet those out of the box kind of people, it's awesome because, oh, Gee, I never even thought about asking for a different flavor. So, um, when you when you start your journey in into change, regardless of how you look at it, the thing that you that the thing that's difficult, no matter who you are, is is to recognize that you have a starting point. Okay, good, bad, the ugly, right? <laughs> you you look at your your positive aspects. Um, things that are not working right and the things that you'd want to change and the things like, how the hell did I end up having this in my life, 
right? You look at situations, you look at people, you look at your job, you look at your level of happiness, your level of fitness. I remember one time seeing a, a, a picture of me. I was at this fancy party in a, a ritzy area in, in Portland, Oregon. And somebody, um, this was before cell phones and all that. So you like, people took photographs and then they had them developed and you had a paper. And I remember my wife at the time looking through these pictures and I'm like, oh my God, that's me. And I had this big gut hanging over my bathing suit. And I was, at least that's what it looked like to me. I was like, oh my God, I am so fat and ugly. I can't believe that I let myself go this far. Now, one part of that really hurt because I, did, I didn't realize that I looked the way I did. Two, I might be a little bit self-critical. I have a tendency to be hard on myself. But number three, I was totally freaking motivated to get out, and I started with walking. I started going to the gym. I, and, and in about six months, I had lost 30 pounds, felt great, gone down like four sizes, and felt fantastic. So seeing that as much as it was ugly, as much as it was like admitting to myself that I'd let myself just completely go to hell in a handbasket, it was the wake up call that was required for me to make a change in my life. And I've been very healthy ever since that. And although I've gone through some fluctuations where I get more motivated and less motivated, I never ever have been to that point or even close to it. And uh, it, it was a game changer. So the, the, the important, you know, the number one thing is realizing that you need change. Number two is you gotta, you gotta be willing to change. That's what we talked about in the last podcast. So if you know you need change and you know, and you're willing to change, now you can get started. Okay. Because without understanding that you need it, and without connecting to the reality of being willing, you're, you're going to just stay exactly where you are and do exactly what you've always done. And, and if that's working for you, you know, that's fine. But if, you, if it was working for you, you probably wouldn't be listening to this, couple, this podcast. So um, as you move into this, as you move into this state of change, Okay. There's, there's markers. There's number one, where are you now? Okay. You know, whatever, whatever area in your life you want to change. Let's just stick with the weight thing and the, and the physical fitness thing. So I looked at myself and I said, okay, where am I? What am I doing? Okay. Basically what I was doing was number one, I was going out drinking every night with my buddies um, and eating complete shit food. Okay. Well, there's about 8,000 calories a week or more to um, eradicate. Okay, cool. So there's the first step. Let's get some education on eating. Let's stop drinking or at least cut down significantly. Let's do, let's do two waters for every one alcohol drink. That made a huge difference. And, and so I, basically what happened, I, I knew my starting point I, and I set kind of where I wanted to be. You know, and I wanted to lose about 25 pounds. I lost a little more than that, and, and I was really happy about that. But, the, but, but what it did, it gave me something to shoot for. And, and what happened as I began to take action based on the knowledge that I needed to achieve what I wanted to achieve, 
it gave me inspiration and, 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 and motivation to get in there and, and do what I needed to do. So I was up at like five in the morning working out. I was working a lot of hours and, and actually um, during part of this time, I was playing a lot of golf and I don't like to play golf, but I was a sales rep and we did a lot of business on the golf course. So, um, the, the danger of the golf course is you're out for five hours with a bunch of buyers that you're the, you're the guy that's providing the whole deal for them. So they're drinking like crazy. And then you're just walking around the golf course. It's not like it's really intense exercise. So I would have to be up at five o'clock in the morning, do my weight, do my weights, go running, you know, get all my exercise in before I walked around the golf course. Sorry for all you golfers that just got pissed off. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so um, then the other part of the, of the transformation is looking at what needs to change in terms of your core values, your core beliefs, the, um, you know, the understanding of your, of your mission, Okay, all of the basic things, and I've talked about this a bunch on different podcasts, uh, is that, you know, I have these things called Genius Lab sessions. And basically what they are is they're evaluating your life and looking at what are your core values, what are your core beliefs, what's your mission, what are your goals, and what's your worldview. Because when you get those things clear, and when you get them in alignment with what you want to create, you have what's called congruence, where everything in your life is working to get you from where you are to where you want to go. When you're incongruent, okay, so I want to lose weight, but I'm going to eat three cheeseburgers at lunch and, and drink five martinis. Okay, dude, pull your head out of your backside. That is not going to work. So your core values and your actions are completely out of sync, which is going to create a disaster. But when you get clear, one of my core values is good health, healthy, good, good health, good fitness, which means healthy eating. And everything that I put into my body is something that's going to move me towards my desired outcome. Then you look at the cheeseburger and you go, screw this you know, get me some fresh veggies and some impossible meat or, you know, whatever your thing is. Or maybe you have one cheeseburger or maybe like drop the cheese, just have one hamburger and, and forget the other two. And uh, like I said before, with my, uh, with the alcohol, I had one, one alcohol drink for two and then I had two non-alcohol drinks. It made a huge difference. Okay. It doesn't have to be radical. It's not like you have to go on a starvation diet, you know, or, or quit everything that's fun, but you want to get it into, you want to begin to curb your life into habits and actions that support your desired outcomes, that, su that support your new core values. So think about what needs to change in your life. Think about what is not working. Think about what is working. Embrace the things that are working and eradicate the things that aren't. This is how we move into empowerment. And this is how we become, this is how we realize our greatness. So think about it. If you need some help, contact me, toby at tobychristensen.com. And Let's get you where you want to go and let's do it quickly. That's it for now. Like we say here in the Genius Lab, keep looking up. <laughs>